Hello, and welcome back to another awesome episode of the Influencer Podcast. Today's episode really is awesome, guys. I'm not just saying it because I am the founder of this podcast. Like This episode is actually really, really good. I have the amazing Brandon Lucero on the podcast today. Now, I have had the privilege of being in a mastermind with Brandon over the last year and have learned so much about connecting to my audience in a way that really sets me up for long-term success. Um, He is a messaging master. He knows how to really create messaging and content that not only builds the know, like, and trust of your ideal customer audience, but actually starts selling your services and your products for you. We deep dive into Brandon's incredible messaging strategy He shares why how-to content is actually keeping you from growing and making sales and how to fix it, why you don't need to create content that your audience wants. You actually need to be creating another type of content, and he shares what that is. Why connecting your beliefs to your audience instead of teaching your audience is your key to growth. He also talks about something that I've used personally in my own business about identifying your audience avatars, and it's different than any other way that I've ever learned it before, so I'm really excited for you guys to hear that today. And then he also shares the only three types of content that we ever need to be creating and how to create them. They're called what to do, thought reversal, and connection. And then he also talks about the importance of knowing your 10 core values and how to use them in your messaging. So yes, today's episode is all about kind of calling all of us out, myself included, letting me know that yes, my content and my messaging is why I'm actually not growing as much as I want to be or why I'm not getting as much sales as I want. And Branded teaches us how to fix it. So I cannot wait for you guys to hear this episode. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Solomon, a marketing strategist, brand building expert, speaker, and New York Times bestselling publicist. This is where I take you behind the scenes with today's top influencers, industry insiders, and entrepreneurs as they share step-by-step strategies to help you turn your online dreams into a purposeful and profitable business. Hi, Brandon. It's awesome to have you here with us today. Yeah, I'm excited to, to be here. Thank you for having me on. Me too. And it's been such um, a thrill to get to know you over this last year. We've been in a mastermind together and I've gotten to really take a lot of what you teach, which is so stellar and amazing and actually apply it to some of my, my own marketing and my own business and how I actually approach selling now. I've learned a lot from you and I'm really excited to kind of dive into what that is today. Um, So if you want to share just quickly, um, you know, a little bit about Soul with Video and Video 4X Effect and kind of how you dove into that as being your expertise. Yeah. So, I mean, kind of like everyone, I just started with one thing and then (laughs) took the journey and ended up doing something kind of in the same field, but different. So when we started sold with video, it, we started doing like real estate videos. And so that's all we did is like real estate videos, tour videos, and, um, you know, starting a business, you don't realize that selling is the most important thing. And so I just never made any sales and then figured, Oh, it's the, it's the product. That's the problem. So I just kept switching, uh, a ton of different times and a ton into a ton of different things. And I ended up 
with YouTube marketing and doing like YouTube SEO and stuff like that. And then after doing that for two to three years, I had built a business doing around $500,000 a year, was completely burnt out, didn't love what I was talking about, um, made a lot of mistakes that I kind of go against now. And then I basically just got rid of that business. So got rid of that business, didn't want to do it anymore, didn't do anything for three months, put myself into debt. And after about three months of just walking around the backyard, I realized it's not about the video. It's not about like the YouTube rankings and all that stuff. It's about the messaging and what you're saying in the videos and the psychology of all of it that I really loved. And that's kind of what we dove into. And so that, that was about two years ago. And that's when the video 4X effect was born. And ever since that point, we've just been growing and growing growing. And we did $1.2 million in sales in our first nine months of releasing the video 4X effect. And um, that's basically what we do now. We help a lot of people fix their content because then it, most people never realize the messaging is what fuels the content. The messaging mm. is what connects with the people. And they just do loads of content with no consideration of what's being said in there. And they let their audience dictate their message. And so we help, we help a lot of influencers and online businesses fix that problem inside of their business. I want to dive into some of those problems. Um, one of the things that I really learned from you um, was that idea of, and this is just how I've always done it too, right? And, and maybe you you did it and this is kind of the problems that you fixed. And I know that my audience definitely does this. But we have this idea that our content essentially is created and dictated by what our audience wants to see from us. So, right. you know, very simple, right? I, I feel like my content's plateauing. I don't know what to write about. I don't know how to connect to my audience. I can't figure out how to do it. So I'm just going to survey them. I'm going to ask them what they would like to see from me or what they do like to see from me so I can create just more of that. Why do you believe that that is not the right way to go when it comes to creating content? Yeah. I mean, it's one of the biggest things that's preached by most people teaching content is to do exactly that, like to figure out the, you know, what your audience wants to give it to them. The problem with that. And the reason why I don't really like to recommend that is because you don't have a message when you do that. So how on earth are you supposed to have a message when all you're doing is just giving everyone else what you, what they want. And if there's something that you don't want to talk about, but you get the survey results back and they're like, oh, that's what my audience wants. Well, guess what? Now you're doing content inside of your business that you don't even want to do. And how effective of a business owner are you going to be when you're constantly just giving, 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 giving when it's not what you really want to talk about? Now, I will say that it is important to survey your audience, but for if not for just like giving them everything they want. The first reason why it is important to do it is because it's going to give you a good dictation or a good like line in the sand of like where your audience is and is the audience that you currently have in alignment with what you want to talk about. Number two is it is okay to survey them and give them what they want as long as it's in alignment of your, what I would call messaging ecosystem or in alignment of what you want to actually talk about. So we'll do it. Like we'll actually survey our audience and I'll be like, I don't know why they're recommending this. I don't want to talk about that. So I just don't do it. But if they give me something and we get a lot of like survey results back on this one thing, and it's in total alignment of what we stand for, what we believe in, then yeah, we'll do it. But we just don't survey and just give them everything they want because then you really have no message at all. What's coming up for me here is this, this idea of by kind of doing it the way that you're saying to do it, this actually does help you niche down. It helps you stay you know, in congruence with your message that should be 
kind of flowing with you as you grow and evolve as an entrepreneur for years to come. I mean, this, this is really what, what is the foundation of how people start to build that know, like, and trust. Otherwise you're just kind of like, if you're talking to everybody, you're talking to nobody, you're just kind of doing what everyone is asking you to do. So what would you say would be the first, you know, maybe a first few steps of how to fix this problem? Yeah. So the, I think the very first step is just figuring out what it is that you stand for and figuring out how you actually help people do something. So for example, like inside of our business, we have like messaging is our main thing. So we help people fix their messaging and create better content. But what we, the first step I tell people is like, great, that's the result that you give people. That isn't the why behind the business. So what you want to do, if you really want to figure out your messaging first is to look at the deeper purpose. The deeper purpose is what happens in the world or society or in your town or your niche when everyone has the result that you promise. So for me, we create impactful messaging. And so I look at that and I don't say, hey, our company creates impactful messaging. I look at that and I say, what happens when 10,000 people go through our program, they have impactful messaging, what effect does that have on the world? And for us, it's we, we want to help people like you and help other people that are trying to make an impact switch and, and debunk and create uh, society norms that are causing suffering. And we want to help, um, help those people create a better like town or society or version of their world. And that's what my team does. That's what we do. That's our vision behind the company. But all of my messaging stems from that place. And that kind of creates this ecosystem. Then we go one layer down and we go, okay, great. Well, how do we do that? And we came up with the video forex methodology. So now my team knows what the vision is. They know how we do it, which is with our unique solution. And now that we have those two things, every single piece of content that we have will stem from that and will never go outside of those two things. So when we do that, now we know exactly what type of like how-to content we want to do. We know exactly how to connect with people. We know what beliefs that we have. And beliefs are everything. When you know what beliefs that you have and you can connect to your audience based off of beliefs, it's, I mean, it's incredibly, incredibly powerful. Mm-hmm. So the first step is really getting clear on that belief system and that purpose for yourself. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, most people just, they don't take the time to do that or they just get confused, not confused. They just, it's just what's been taught for so long is that you have to figure out your why, but no, no one really gets clear in what that why is. And mm. the result that you deliver people isn't a why, it's a, it's a result. Like, think of it this way. If you're a copywriter and you have a why of, you know, the reason I'm in business is to help impactful entrepreneurs write better copy, no one's going to rally behind you writing better copy. Like, no one's going to go, yeah, let's get behind Julie and, and help her help people <laughs> write better copy. Right. But if, <laughs> but if you said, like, I help people write better copy so that um, we can break down society norms that are causing suffering, people will get behind that. And that's why that, that, that step is just so important. So it's about really getting more specific to that root of, you know, you know, why does this matter to you on a, on a deeper, visceral, personal, intimate way? Yep. A hundred percent. And really what I you're doing that. when you do that is you, you're tapping into beliefs. And if you really want to like connect with your audience on, on a really deep level, beliefs and identity are the two biggest ways to do that. Mm. And can you share with me a little bit more of just some of the 
you know, when you have people enroll in your program or people that come to you, you know, even with, with me, I mean, we can use me as an example, you know, coming to you to saying, I'm trying to revamp this webinar and, and, you know, connect on a deeper level, add more value. Um, What are some of the, you know, mistakes or just the things that you see consistently missing from people's messaging that are important? Well, I think that people try to teach too much. And so they think that by teaching, 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 giving everything away, they're adding value. And in most cases, what you're doing is it you're doing a disservice to you and to your audience because number one, you have to remember they're like newbies, they're brand new. So when you go too deep too soon, you confuse and overwhelm them or they think they have everything they need and they won't buy the program or the service that can actually help them. So what we've done is we've identified different ways to add value without having to teach all the time. And one of the ways to do this is to understand what a belief is and where your audience actually is operating from. So Mm. the way we look at this inside of our company is that if something isn't true 100% of the time, it is a belief and it can be debunked. So for example, um, and just to kind of explain this a little further, if I was on stage talking and someone said, Brandon's on stage talking, that's hundred percent of people would say, yeah, he is. So that would, isn't a belief that is actually true because that's actually happening. However, if someone said, Brandon's adding a ton of value on stage right now, that is a belief because 100% of the people might not think that exact same thing. So mm-hmm. someone might think he's, ah, he's okay. Someone might say, oh, he's not that great. The problem is, is that every single one of those hundred people in the audience are going to walk away with a different interpretation of what happened or the amount of value I was adding, but they don't recognize that it's an interpretation. They think it's 100% real. And we do this every single day. I do it, you do it, everybody does this, your audience does it. But if you can recognize what those beliefs are inside of your niche that the majority of people have that just aren't true, and those beliefs are causing suffering in their life, and you remove those beliefs from them, to me, that's one of the most transformational things that you can do for anyone. And oh, so, and I love go that. ahead. Yes. No, I was just, I, it, I was saying it's, I want you to finish because I'm just saying it's sure. so good. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> awesome. So that's, and that's what we, that's what we do with a lot of our content messaging. And so we have three types of content we recommend. One is like the how-to, or we call them what to do videos. And we don't, we, we, I think that you should be doing 25 to 50% of your content is how to and instructional videos. The other, you know, 75 to 50% would be what I would call thought reversals, um, which is reversing those thoughts that are causing suffering. And, And these thoughts, these beliefs can be objections. They could just be industry norms. And we can dive into it a little bit more if you want. But the third type is, is connection type of content. And the way yeah. I like to, to explain this to people, just so everyone really gets it, is I've heard this story once of this guy who put a flea in the cup and the flea would jump out of the cup. He put the flea back in the cup, the flea would jump out. So he put a piece of paper over the cup. The flea jumped up, hit the piece of paper, fell down. He jumped up, hit the piece of paper, fell down. Until the, then the flea over time just started jumping high enough to not hit the piece of paper. So then the guy removed the piece of paper and the flea only jumped high enough to where the piece of paper was and never jumped out of the cup. And most of us do that. And your audience does this every single day. Mm -hmm. For example, you might do a webinar five times and now you have this belief that webinars don't work. 
or you failed at a business five times. Now you think I cannot be the person that builds a business. Most people, all of us in some areas in our life are the flea in the cup. And what I'm saying is if you can learn to free the flea or your audience from that cup or that block that they've been in, that's way more transformational and powerful than a five-step video on how to do X, Y, and Z. Oh, and I want I want to dive into so just so much of this. Um, the first thing that I want to talk about um, it's kind of going through those those three types of content that really, mm-hmm. if if we only just created those three different types of content, how to, what to do, thought reversal, and connection over and over again, that's really the only types of content that we essentially need to create for our audience. Right. And one of the ways that you help me do this, and we can just use you know, me as, as an example with this is that one of the beliefs, going back to the beliefs before we get into those contents, one of the beliefs mm-hmm. that my audience has that you helped me figure out how to essentially reverse was mm-hmm. this belief that they cannot grow because of the algorithm. The right. algorithm is out to get them. It keeps their posts hidden. It, you know, because of the algorithm, they can't land brand deals because of the algorithm. They can't grow a following because of the algorithm. You know, it's like Instagram is, is just sitting behind their corporate office and looking at Susie Smith's Instagram platform. <laughs> and it's just like, I cannot wait to ruin Susie Smith's day today. <laughs> so I would love for you to kind of dive into how you helped me reverse this thought for my audience. Yeah. So the first thing we have to do is just look at what the belief actually is. And in this case, this one's a pretty easy one to figure out. The belief is I can't grow because of the algorithm. And so what we have to do is look at ways to discredit that belief. So if something isn't true 100% of the time, it means there's always a way to discredit it. And we use, there's 16 of these, we call them, or they are called slide of mouth patterns. And if you watch, if you understand what the slide of mouth patterns are, you guys take the time to learn them. You'll realize this is actually what Tony Robbins uses when he does coaching. Like you watch him on stage. All he does is identify the person's belief and he uses a slide of mouth pattern. If that one doesn't work, he moves through the next one, the next one, the next one, until he goes through all 16. And eventually the person will, will break and they'll like have this big, big breakthrough. So what we want to do is we want to look at these slide of mouth patterns. Um, so a couple of them are kind of, like, of called chunking up where you can take the belief and apply it to everyone. So uh, for example, if someone said, working hard is guarantee success. I would say, okay, really, does everyone who work hard become successful then? And what I did is I took the belief and I chunked it up. And obviously the answer is no. So boom, in like one line, you discredit the belief. So in your case, what we did is we just said, uh, it was a version of chunking up. And we just said, well, everyone on Instagram, 100% of people on Instagram all have to deal with the exact same algorithm. It's not just you. So if everyone's dealing with the same exact algorithm, why is this person able to get a a brand deal? Why is this person able to grow? Why is this person able to do X, Y, and Z? And so now what we just did is we took the belief, we kind of applied it to everyone else. Hey, everyone else has to deal with the same thing, but they're getting the results. So obviously it's not the algorithm and they can't argue against that. And so what we did is we just snapped them out of that belief and now we can move them into a better place of thinking or operating. And and that causes major transformations for people. Oh, I love that. Thank you for for sharing that. Um, yeah, and and that and that would be kind of that would be a thought reversal piece of yes content. Yeah, yeah. 
My friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, you need other support. You need to grow. You need to scale. You need a marketing strategy. You need a lot of this stuff. Now, of course, I talk so much about these things, right? Like how to identify your target audience, where to find them, which marketing channels to focus on. So you're really making the most out of your budget. And of course, how to use things like data to set goals. But there's another great podcast that I love out there that also talks about this stuff. And it's called This is Small Business. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, answers so many of these kinds of questions. Whether you're dreaming of starting your business or you're looking to take a part-time side hustle full-time, or maybe you're a few years in and you're ready to scale. This is Small Business is going to give you the practical tips that you can start using today. And I know that if you love these topics on my podcast, you're going to love them on this one too. Make sure to follow This is Small Business on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you don't miss these fantastic episodes. And a big thanks to This is Small Business for sponsoring the show. Um, uh, I want to dive into, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say with thought reverse, so the, the three types of content. So like thought reversals are designed to identify those beliefs. So these could be like objections or uh, industry norms, or they could be limiting beliefs. So thought reversals are basically designed to identify those beliefs and then you just reverse them. Uh, a connection piece would be when you're, you're basically connecting with the person because of a shared belief or shared identity, and then how to or what to do is are basically the instructional videos that, that you can use anywhere. But the one thing I do want to point out is, yes, we use these in videos, but like what we're doing with you, Julie, we're actually using them inside of webinars. So like right. these concepts, like the concepts we're going over, yes, they can be put into videos, but you can really use them in anything like ad copy, emails, live podcasts. streams, webinars, <laughs> podcast, yeah, podcasts, anywhere. So it's, it's really powerful once you start to like master these three types of concepts. And you, you teach this in your program. You walk everyone through the entire process. Yeah. So the entire process inside the program uh, basically is starts with identifying what it is that you do um, and how are you unique compared to the other competitors that you have in your space. And then from there, what's the deeper purpose? And then we start to break down, okay, what are all the beliefs? What are all the identities? What are all the things that you need? And then we have like a series of exercises people go through to identify these are the ones I need to do. And then the next phase is like, okay, how do we script it? How do we start to put it and all put it together? And how do we deploy it all? Awesome. And thank you for that. Because this is something that for me, I mean, and, and maybe those listening can, can relate I mean, I tend to feel like I'm a pretty savvy communicator and marketer. I mean, I have a degree in marketing and communications. I have, mm -hmm. you know, 13 plus years of marketing and PR experience. I've been, um, you know, kind of a leader in my industry for the last four to five years, but I had never learned mar marketing and, and really persuasion. And, and persuasion to me is such a beautiful, powerful thing and, and connection um, in the way that, that you teach it with this messaging. Um, that's why I think it's just so powerful and it really allows, uh, people to influence in a, in a much, um, much more impactful and, and deeper way. Um, so yeah. thank you for, for sharing that as sure. well. Cause yeah. I, I think that even for those that feel like, you know, well, I have a marketing degree, so I'm good. 
I have nothing else to learn. It's like, no, this is a whole other, this is psychology, really. Well, that's what I was going to say is one of the reasons why they don't teach it is because it it really is psychology. It's really like, and this is why Tony Robbins is using it because it's all about brain science and the psychology. But what I've been able to do is, is take that and apply it to marketing. And the reason why I love it is because like, you know, influence and persuasion can be perceived by some people in a negative way. And it can be used in a, it, like, honestly, it can be used in a really negative way. But I want to take the tools and give them to people to use ethically. And what you're doing is you're basically building an audience and freeing, uh, building an audience based off of who you are, what you believe in, and standing up for what you believe in and to create some kind of change in the world. And at the end of the day, you're freeing people from a belief system that they might not know they even have and allowing them to become a version of themselves that they've been trying to, but it's just been blocked for so long. Mm -hmm. And so, like you said, it's, I mean, it is a beautiful thing to see in action when people can master it and deploy it correctly. Right. And uh, yeah, I just, that, that limiting, a lot of times we don't even know that we have belief systems that we have that are actually keeping us from the one thing that we want. Yeah. And that's why it's so scary is because it, it doesn't seem like a belief. It seems real. And so mm. the reason why it's, you know, people might call it a blind spot or something like that is because, and that example I have of like, if I was on stage and a hundred people watched it, people have a thought and they leave the, the idea that that's a belief never enters their head. Like they literally think that's real. It becomes their reality. Their reality is Brandon added value or Brandon didn't add value. And they never consider oh, that's just an interpretation or a belief. And so people have these versions of reality that they have no idea aren't real, but they appear very real. So that's why it's it's so powerful. It's like that idea of like, well, I tried something once and it didn't work, so it it must not work. And it's like, well, did you write a novel in kindergarten the first time you learned how to write? Like, (laughs) does it mean that writing doesn't work? (laughs) Exactly. Did you throw yourself in a pool at four years old and come out and say, man, I'm not Michael Phelps, so swimming doesn't work? <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> so why is why are these other things any different? Yeah, 100%. And so can I, can I go into connection videos a little bit? Because I think this yeah, will be really... I wanted to talk about... So we talked about thought reversal, and then I want to talk about connection, and then we can go into how-to. Okay, perfect. So I think this will be super eye-opening to a lot of people is like, if you want to really connect with people based on who you are, and more specifically, if you're having the problem of like attracting the wrong people, or you have the thoughts of um, my audience isn't resonating with my message, or I just attract people that don't have any money, or if you just have any complaint about your audience, you have a messaging problem. And connection videos can help you really attract the right people. So thought reversals are great because they allow you to stand out because there can be a little bit polarizing, but they're incredibly powerful. Well, connection videos allow you to identify, hey, this is who I am. This is what I stand for and attract only those people. So for example, what you, what I would do is, and what I recommend for you guys is I would look at what your top 10 core values are and num- number them from like most important to least important. So for me, uh, family is number one, business or success is number two, or entrepreneurship is number two, uh, integrity is number three, and money is number four. And by the way, if you're a business owner and money's not one of your top 10 
core values or top five, good luck trying to grow a business. Uh, Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) It has to be there. Oh, so many people are like, how do, how do I grow my followers? And I'm like, why hasn't anyone asked me about profitability? And they're like, huh? I know. know. It's just like, you need money people, but the the more money you, you make, the bigger impact you can have as well. And that's the way I always look at it. But what you want to do is you want to number your top 10 core values from like most important to least important. And once you do that, you want to pull out the core values of who you want in your audience. So you go like, okay, like for me, if I didn't want to attract parents, I would take family out of my, those values. And you would take out of your top 10 core personal core values, you would take the top like three or four that you want to incorporate into your business. Now, what you're doing when you do that is you're actually pulling out your identities. So if we were to look at my top 10 core values, it's family, it's success or entrepreneurship, it's integrity, and it's uh, money. So what my, what, who am I? Well, I'm a father and anything that talks about fathers and parenthood and stuff like that, guess what? I'm, I'm attracted to it. I will read it. And my top one core value is family. Well, if someone wrote a piece of content about entrepreneurship, I'm probably going to read that because my identity is I'm an entrepreneur. So if we go down the list, you'll start to see all of your core values are actually your identities. And when you look at your top core value, that's your strongest identity that you actually have. Now, once you have those, all you need to do is incorporate those into the titles of your content. So for example, if someone said, wrote a blog post or a podcast episode or published the video that said, entrepreneurs make the best dads, guess what? I'm clicking on that piece of content because it pulls, t- it has two of my top identities right in the title of that video. And I'm probably going to agree with a lot of the points that are made in that video. Will it attract everyone? No, but will it attract the people who are the most aligned with you? Yes. So if you're having problems with people that your audience, they either aren't resonating, they're the wrong people, I guarantee you, you have not been incorporating identities and specifically your identities into the titles of your content. And when you can do it correctly, you start to form a connection based on identity and beliefs, which are the two most powerful things to build a connection on. Hey, wanted to make sure that you knew about the free masterclass I'm doing where I share with you the top five mistakes, even the most successful entrepreneurs make and how to overcome them. Head on over to the influenceracademy.org slash webinar to sign up and get all the details. So it's 10. Is there a reason why 10? Uh, it could go more, but I usually find that it's it's a little much after that. Like we have a whole list of core values and there's literally like 300 of them. Right. So I feel like <laughs> once if I give people too many, they're just kind of like, oh my gosh, uh, this is it's just too much. And usually you want to go with the top like five if you can. Gotcha. Now, obviously not all of them are going to relate to your business, but so right. we, we tend to go to 10. Awesome. And then that really helps you with those connection pieces, messaging and content. hundred percent. So just to give a, a little more context to explain this in, in like the, uh, the full picture is if someone had drawn a design in the ground and it looked like a six or nine, depending on one side, let's say there's someone who sees the six and someone who sees the nine, what a thought reversal will do is get everyone. Let's say you're the person who sees the nine the thought reversal will get everyone who sees the six to come over and see the version of the nine. And then it lets those people make the decision. Do you want to continue seeing the nine or do you want to go back seeing the six? 
Right. What a connection video will do is it will rally up everyone who already sees the nine and get them to stand with you. And that's mm-hmm. why those two are really important. Gotcha. So it's, it's, it's just, it's that forming of, of the, of the unity of having a shared belief and message and standing yep. strong in that. Yeah. I love that. hundred yep. percent. Um, I want to go to how to, what to do videos, because I know that, that the way in which people typically do how to's like how I do them <laughs> is, mm-hmm. is the way that you would say, that's not, that's not the best way to do it. It could actually be keeping you from making more sales. So let's fix right. it. So how do you approach how to, cause it's probably a lot different than what most of us typically use like, Oh, yeah. I'm just going to teach people, you know, how, how to land a brand deal in five steps or, you know, how to grow your audience in 30 days or whatever that is. Right. So when we look at how to, and we start to identify the topics, I really look at like, what do we do? What's the method behind what we do? What are the pillars in what we do? And all of our how to content will stem from those pillars that way. Every time we do an instructional video or a how-to video, we can always have that North Star of like, okay, guys, we're going to teach you this today, and this is part of our Video 4X methodology. And that way, I'm always pointing back to my method, which is the Video 4X. So my belief is that we shouldn't be doing content unless it's actually connected to our offer or helping move people one step closer to our offer. So step number one of, I, of doing what to do videos or how-to content is to actually have like create that North star, you know, understand what is your messaging ecosystem? What do you actually do? So for us, we base everything off our video Forex methodology and our offer is the video Forex program. So what happens when I have a method and I talk about my method inside my how to content, I'm actually talking about my offer and the only thing we sell without people really realizing it. And like, I mean, look at this podcast. How many times have I mentioned the video Forex method without saying like, this is my offer, this is my program, go buy it. But it's all one consistent thing. And mm-hmm. what this allows us to do is have very, again, very consistent messaging. Because what people, what most people do is they get so scattered with their how-to content, they talk about everything and no one actually knows specifically what they do. So then when you get to your program or your offer or your launch, now you're trying to come up with like slick headlines to like get people to come in. And then you're like, oh, what's a juicy headline that's gonna get people to come in? and then go through my system. And then how do I get to the end of the webinar? And then how do I transition to the offer? My belief is like your content should be doing 70% of your selling. So step number one, figure out what it is that you actually do. What's the framework or what's the method behind it? Integrate that into your program. And then all your how-to content comes from there. Then what we want to do is start to put the content together. So I wouldn't look at it as how-to content. I would look at it as what to do content. And the reason why is you don't want to get into the how. You have to remember there's there's so most people are so beginner, like the ones that you're that are coming into your audience are coming to you because they want to learn. So they're gonna be pretty beginner or newbie, um, usually. And if you give too much stuff in the videos, you start to overwhelm them or confuse them and make them think that they have everything they need. And we all know they won't. Like there's no way they can get everything they need in a five to ten minute video. There's just no way. So it's a huge disservice to them because now they're gonna start like walking away from you and go try it on their own. And then they could possibly be in a worse spot. So what we do is when we start to create it, we start to just start the video off by what they're going to learn. So we kind of hook them in. So we just say something like in this video, you're going to learn X, Y, and Z. 
And then we go into the pain. So we'll say, so if you've been having this problem, this problem, this problem, and this problem, this video is going to be incredibly powerful for you and powerful for you. So stay tuned. So again, it's just let them know what they're going to learn and what problems are going to be fixed in their life when they watch this video. And then they'll be hooked. So then we just want to go right into the steps. And so what I do is I really focus and I look at value differently. So when I go to teach a step inside of an instructional video, I'm not just trying to tell them what to do, but I also try to explain to them why their problem existed in the first place. And so not only do I look for how do I give them something, but how do I also take away something that's causing suffering in their life at the same time? Because Ooh. if I, I give them a, a step, but they still have that block or they still have that mistake they're making, it's not going to do them any good. Does that make sense? What are the ways it does? And, and what's like a simple way that you do that? Sure. So uh, if I was to do a video on, um, let me think of a, a good example here. So let's say I was going to do a video on how to make a video. Um, I would say, okay, guys, in this video, you're going to learn how to make a video. So if you've been struggling with concepts to come up with, how to record the video, how to edit the video, this is going to be incredibly powerful for you and that, powerful for you. So then I would go in step one. Let's, okay, guys, let's talk about uh, how to edit a video. And I would say, you know, the biggest mistake that most people think or do when trying to edit a video is they try to do it themselves. And when you do it, you do it, you do it yourself. Um, you tend to sit in front of the computer all day for eight hours trying to edit. You're doing a ton of tutorials and you spend eight, 16, 20 hours a day just trying to learn, or not a day, but a week, just trying to learn this. I want you guys to think about for a second, what would happen if you took those 20 hours a week that you're spending trying to learn editing and focus just on sales and marketing? How much more money do you think you would make? Probably a lot, right? Even if you had to sell things door to door. So that's why step number one is not to actually learn how to edit the video yourself, but find an editor overseas who you can hire for three to $4 an hour just to do it for you. So you can spend more time, you know, editing videos. And so in what I did there is I just removed a belief that, Hey, I have to edit the video myself and then went into the step of what they should be doing, which is hiring the editor. But I didn't actually explain how to hire the editor. I didn't go into that, that whole right. step. Right. Which is, it's so, I mean, that makes so much sense to me because a lot of times when you think about how to make a video, well, what's going to be the one thing that keeps people from making a video? Well, I don't know how to edit. I don't understand lighting. I don't know how to set up the camera. I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't. So then they just stop themselves from even trying to figure out a way to do it because they feel like all of that is on them to figure all of those pieces out. Right. So you're actually just, you're alleviating that pain point and that struggle point by just giving them an option and an opportunity to say, well, seed that out yeah. and then focus on this. Yeah. 100%. Great. I love that. Yeah. That is so and, good. And a lot of it stems from just tapping into, you know, the version of yourself before you figured out what you do. So like mm-hmm. a lot of us teach and have a program or a service based on like a transformation that we had. And so if you just look at your version of yourself before you had the transformation, which is going to be your audience, and you specifically think the thoughts that you had back then or tap into what was going through your head or the mistakes that you had, you can actually get very specific on these things. And the deeper or more specific you get, the more powerful the messaging will be. 
And I would love to talk about that a little bit because sure. that's something that you and I kind of dived more into of creating avatars, essentially, of, you know, who who was that person that I used to be that was struggling, that, you know, felt lost, that felt, you know, all of the things. And then mm-hmm. I had the transformation and then I started to actually have a business that I wanted and I started to become the person that I wanted to be, that I always wanted to be. Um, and really kind of creating those avatars in a sense for your audience so they can connect to that. Can you share a little bit more about that? Sure. Yeah. So uh, again, everything always stems back to the messaging ecosystem. So uh, it doesn't matter if you're like on a podcast or on someone else's podcast, on yours, doing a video or whatever, we always want to have this messaging ecosystem. And so we talked about the three parts, like the three areas of content, what we integrate into those contents are two different identities, one called the struggling avatar, and then one called the future paced hero. So what the struggling avatar is, is you want to give the struggling avatar a name. So for, for me, it's the unheard entrepreneur and my future paced hero is the new generation entrepreneur. Now, anytime that I talk about mistakes people make, or I talk about you know, uh, common beliefs people have that are causing suffering in their life or something along those lines, I always refer to that's what the unheard entrepreneur does. So I'll say things like the unheard entrepreneur bases all their content off of survey results. They are consistent every day. The unheard entrepreneur focuses mainly on how-to content and they spend a lot of energy and time on content, but see very little growth in their audience. And as soon as I say that, if any person listening made one of those mistakes and experience the problem that I just described, they will take on the identity of the unheard entrepreneur. They will say, oh my gosh, I am the unheard entrepreneur. I never realized I'm the unheard entrepreneur. So what we're doing is we're creating, I guess our ICA or our ideal customer um, avatar, but I look at it a little bit different. I don't, most people will tell you to go like create a name and for your avatar, they say like, imagine your avatar, who it is, what, what's their name? Do they have kids? How much money do they make? And then you just make up this person, like this illusion of a person. Right. And then the problem with that is that you don't actually know what the person's pain, pain points are or the problems or their thoughts in their head, because it's a made up thing that you just created. Right. And so what happens is you get very generalized with the stuff like, oh, they're just struggling to make sales but you're not getting very specific. So what I tell people is if it's if it applies to you and you the version of yourself a few years ago is the person that you want to attract, then you become the struggling avatar. So anytime you want to think about copy ideas or pain points, all you have to do is look at the struggles that you went through. What are the thoughts that you had in your head? And this is why our messaging is so powerful. Like people go through our video series and it's a six part video series. They'll get done by video number two. And they're like, just, can I buy already? Like you, (laughs) you've spoken to me on a level that no one has spoken to me before. And it's like, yeah, I'm just repeating conversations I had in my head and I'm going through my own journey. And then what you could do too, is if you want to incorporate story into your brand, you just share your stories of when you were the struggling avatar and it becomes so relatable. So that's the struggling avatar, but then we want to also talk about and sprinkle in the future paced hero. So the future paced hero is everything that they desire to be, which is you now. So for me, I would say the new generation entrepreneur is the type of person who creates content with intention. 
they take they focus more on creating demand um they stand they they stand out because they stand for something and i start to describe everything that the struggling avatar wants to be and then what that does is it creates demand uh to become the future pace hero but the way to become the future pace hero is my unique solution which is video 4x so what i do inside of my messaging ecosystem is i sprinkle in these two identities I, I talk about the, our methodology of, and what it does and how it helps people. I talk about and shift people's beliefs and perspective with thought reversal content. I connect with them on a really deep level based off of identity um, and beliefs. And then I teach a little bit of the video forex process in uh, my how to or what to do content. And what that starts to do, do when you have this combo of all these elements working together, your content and your messaging actually starts to create or do 70% of the selling for you. So when people enter your sales process or your sales funnel, they already want what you have to offer. There's no like tricky headlines. There's no like trying to come up with a juicy tagline of a webinar title just to get people in. I mean, all that stuff's still important. You want to do it, but it takes the pressure off of having to absolutely crush the perfect webinar title or ad copy because your content already did a lot of the selling for you. Uh. I love that. And especially when you start to grow and build out more content and you're going to have, you know, you're going to have podcasts and videos and blog posts or whatever it is that you create that's, that's moving this idea of messaging along even before they get to your offer for, for months or maybe even for some people for years. And so by the time that they get there, you know, the decision has already been made, um, which goes back to your point of it takes that pressure off of like, I have to make sure this webinar is the da 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 da, da you know, because right. there hasn't been any of this messaging beforehand or even just throughout for my ideal customer to really identify with those solutions and the results that I, that I'm promising them. Yeah. I mean, a hundred percent, you know, that, and, and then that, and again, that goes back to like the original question of, of, uh, this, this podcast was kind of like talking about survey results and stuff. And that's why just giving your audience what they want isn't the best thing because you're not, you you guys now see you're missing all five of these elements. Like if you just said, you got a list of stuff that your audience want, like how are you supposed to incorporate the beliefs or the identities or the unique solution or the struggling avatars, you know, and then, and, and that's where most people start to get in trouble. And then, then that's when you have to start relying on the, on the, the, the juicy headlines and like the perfect webinar and all of that stuff. And so that's why, like, I'm just, and obviously I'm just so passionate about it, but that's why we don't just always listen to our audience. Cause you're going to be missing all of these things. And then you're going to focus the webinar becomes where all the selling happens versus it happening in the content. Right. And like naturally, right. Because, and, and, and the more that you do it, the more that it actually I mean, even since I've learned, you know, the process and started to just kind of approach my own content differently, you start, it it starts to become ingrained in you. It's like, not that I've memorized it. It's just, it's become a part of how I speak and message now. So it becomes this very natural way of how I communicate. Um, The other thing that you shared with me when it comes to, you know, that, that struggling avatar is that, you know, have, do, be versus be, do, have. Mm. And I think that this concept has been around for a long time, but I had never really 
I, I hadn't heard it, I guess, until we really talked about it and it hadn't clicked for me on how many of us have this, um, this principle or this belief and, and how, how your message can flip that. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah. So, um, I'll just explain the, what beads you have and, uh, have to be is. So this comes from my mentor, Jim Fortin, where he says, what most people do is you have, most people try to operate from have do be, which is like, I only have X, Y, and Z. So I'm going to do, I can only do this and then, but I want these results. And it doesn't work that way because you're working from circumstance. So most people will say things like, I only have $100 in my name right now, which means I can only spend $100 on ads, which means I'm going to go to try to launch and do this $100,000 launch. And it doesn't work out because they are working from circumstance, which is I only have $100. However, if you want to have like that $100,000 launch or that million dollar business, you have to operate from B, do have, which is, who do you need to be now? What decisions do you need to make now? And then those actually is what brings the results you want. So if you wanted a million dollar business, you would say, okay, I want a million dollar business. I need to be the million dollar business owner now. What decisions do they make? What actions do they take? And then that now allows you to do the things you need to do in order to have the million dollar business. Another way to explain it is actions always bring results. If you take actions of a $50,000 a year business, you're going to have a $50,000 a year business. If you want the, if you want the, uh, the million dollar business, then you should take the actions that a million dollar business owner takes, regardless of what your circumstances are. You know, like for me, there's been plenty of times where I had to put ad spend on a credit card because I wanted to do a multi six figure launch. And in order to do that, I knew I had to spend $30,000. So I did it, and guess what? I had the result of a of a couple hundred thousand or a couple, um, yeah, hundred thousand, a multi six figure launch. And so what we want to do is with our content is you can start to even identify how your audience is being that's stopping the results that they want, and you can actually thought reversal them. So if I recognize that my audience wants to do a six figure launch, but they're not spending money that they need to spend, like ad spend. I could do a thought reversal video that said something along the lines of um, not spending money on ads isn't saving you money, it's costing you money. Mm. And so now what I'm able to do inside of that script, it's reverse the thoughts that they had about spending money, where to get the money, how to spend money on ads, which then frees them. And they now can be the person they need to be to go get the results that they want. Mm. So good. Um, yeah, that was, that was like, for some reason that to me was so eye opening, and it, it actually made it a lot easier to write or repurpose content for my ideal customer. Yeah. If that makes sense. I mean, the whole thing, I mean, from struggling avatar to future pace and just these little points that you were able to, to glean to me. Um, yeah. So thank you so much for that. Uh, another quick question. Um, sure. what does influence me to you? That is a good question. Um, to me, influence is basically communicating in the way the human mind works and using it to impact and serve people on a deeper level. Mm. It's 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 kind of like what we talked about. It, like to influence someone is to remove the thing stopping them from the 
from getting the things that they want without, and it's more specifically the things they don't even realize are stopping them. It's just kind of like, I don't know. It's to me, like all of this is an art form. It's just like, yeah, if I had to sum it up, I would say it's just, it's communicating in the way the human mind works to serve and impact people on a deeper level. Love it. Okay, Brandon. So if those listening today want to dive deeper into your methods and into this process that, you know, obviously we can't give the whole thing in a 50 minute podcast interview, (laughs) but we've shared a lot. Um, But I feel so passionate about this. I've seen it work firsthand. It's really helped me uh, reframe a lot of stuff that we're rolling out this year. So I can't wait to see how it all unfolds. And so for those listening that want to dive deeper, where's the, where's the best place for them to go? Um, and, um, and we can direct them there. Sure. I have two places. So number one is going to be video forex, uh, video forex effect.com. And you guys, if you, we're, we're not selling anything right now, we typically will launch it twice a year, but if you want to get on the wait list, you can go ahead and get, um, on the wait list there. Or if you want just more content like this, Uh, We just launched a podcast called The New Generation Entrepreneur, and we talk a lot about our million-dollar messaging framework, a lot of the elements we talked about today. Um, We talk a lot about how to use content and just basically how to shift people's beliefs on that podcast. So um, I would go check that out as well. Awesome. And then for the wait list, um, will we get information kind of not only what what it entails, but just some things about the whole idea of that, if that's making sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. So when you opt in, you'll get, uh, I think it's about a 25, 26 page PDF kind of explaining the video forex, the pillars and kind of what you need in order to, to kind of get started with everything. Awesome. And guys, I, I always recommend, I mean, if you, if you like today's episode, if you learned anything new, if there was anything that was like a major aha moment for you, I always love to see that. So definitely tag Brandon on Instagram. He is at I am Brandon Lucero, L-U-C-E-R-O, at Joel Solomon, and then hashtag the influencer podcast. Screenshot the episode. Let us know your biggest takeaway so we can see those screenshots and then we'll share them on our our stories as well. And then I just want to recommend for everyone listening to go follow Brandon because his videos are on Instagram and Facebook. And just being able to watch that, not only are you going to learn a crap ton for him from him, but really seeing how his messaging actually plays out in his videos are really um, amazing. And so you could even get some great gleams from that. So we can't wait to, um, to get your Instagram stories and seeing those and seeing what you guys think. So thank you again so much, Brandon, for being here. Um, We'll make sure to put all of this in the show notes and I appreciate your time. Yeah. Awesome. I'm so grateful that you had me on. Thank you so much. All right. That is it for today. Now, as you know, some of our best conversations actually happen after the show. So I want you to find me on Instagram, head on over to our Facebook group at the influencer podcast, and let me know your thoughts about today's show. All right. I will see you again, same time, same place next week.